0: What's happening? Welcome to another edition of Big Run That Chefs Podcast. I believe this is number 54. You guys remember that movie, 54? Oh, uh, yeah. It's about the uh, that club there, Studio 54, where Mike Myers is that super creepy motherfucker. And, um, you know, you get to see topless hunks we are not wearing shirts. I think Ryan Philippe's in it. That guy's a hunk, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? I was just thinking about that—the objectification. You know, women are like, uh, our ladies are just like, oh, uh, oh, guys are always looking at me and they're objectifying me. You know what? I was a, I was a, I was a pretty hunky guy in my day. You know, sometimes uh, chicks would look at me, and uh, you know, and it still happens sometimes, especially these older ladies there. They still, uh, you know, they just look at you like you're a fucking piece of meat. So I know what that feels like to be uh, objectified, to to feel that. Um, And you know what it feels like? Fucking amazing. It's the greatest thing in the world. (laughs) It's the greatest feeling. Just some like people are extra nice to you. You know, they they'll go the extra mile. They'll like give you more. They're just you know, there's they're a lot. It's just. The greatest ever. So, uh, I don't know what the fuck these ladies are complaining about. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, the only the only downside would be, and believe me, I've never experienced this, is if um, you're such an attractive person that you've never... You never had to try. Some people do anyway. To develop your personality, to develop your mind, to develop your skills. Because you can just get by in your looks. Because one day, those looks... Will be gone, and then you're gonna be like, and and we meet people like this, and it's just like, oh my God, this person's dumb and shit. Their personality sucks. They're actually real cunty. They're not, uh, you know, they're customers. That's one of my favorite terms I made up. Cunt customers. I assume that uh, no one else has used it. I I, I don't know. It's perfect. So uh, anyway, luckily my my fucking. Looks started going downhill pretty fucking young. I I had the worst of fucking both worlds because I was like a little kid. I looked like a little kid. I was so baby faced when I was trying to like pass for nineteen and like you know drink underage. I looked like a little pudgy fucking kid, pudgy faced baby faced kid. And then um, as soon as I hit like fucking twenty. I just looked, looked like I was 40 because it's just like all that, like all those working nights and all those fucking, all that working and shit started catching up and all that not sleeping and I was like, oh fuck, what happened? But anyway, enough about that shit. Ah fuck, you know what, let's, let's talk more about that shit. I, I, I don't know, I'm fucking thrilled to see the signs of aging. Because it reminds me that I survived a lot longer than I thought I might, you know. Every day I look in the fucking mirror, yeah, I see fucking wrinkles, I see white hairs, I see my hair falling out. And, uh, you know, I I, I don't don't have as much fucking muscles I used to have. But, uh, it's like I'm still alive. Like, fuck, that's, that's the fucking key note here, that's the fucking main thing to take away. Jesus fucking Christ, it's like my buddy saw me, hadn't seen me for a while, he's like, Ron, you look like an old man, like, yeah, it's like, that's kind of the goal, right, that that happens to all of us, and my buddy's like, yeah, if we're, this other buddy's like, yeah, if we're lucky, (laughs) like, fuck, but anyway, um, you know what, I can't fucking just, like, it just breaks my fucking heart, is, uh, like, celebrities that fucking get, like, facial surgery, or whatever, they get, like, that Botox shit, or whatever, like, it, it looks... So fucking bad. Like, what the fuck's wrong with a couple of wrinkles? Especially, like, lines in your forehead. Like, that, it just adds expression. It adds fucking character. What the fuck are you doing? But regardless of how bad it may or may not look, I, it, I, 100% it looks better than having that dead fucking smooth goddamn forehead these people end up with. And then they just keep tightening and tightening and they keep fucking fucking their faces up. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, nothing, that no fucking natural sign of aging is ever going to be as bad as that. And it's like, either you're fucking completely dysmorphic, or you're looking in the mirror like, Ugh, what have I done? And your face will never be the same. So it's like, just stop fucking with yourself. But It just, you know what, it's heartbreaking, but it's also, it's a fucking reminder that, uh... So many people think like, oh, that to be rich and famous, to be a celebrity, that would be the greatest. Like, no, it would fucking suck. You can't fucking go anywhere. You can't live a normal life. You could never, if you're rich, you could never, ever trust anyone because you don't know who's your fucking real friend or who's just fucking, you know, it's like I was saying to, uh, I was saying the other day, I was like, I never feed your dogs. I never feed them one fucking scrap. Because, well, I mean, they get fed more than well enough. It's not that I would starve animals. It's like it's not my job to feed them. But I'm never going to feed them because I want to know if a dog likes me. A dog likes me for me. Dogs are the most, uh, they're just like 100% fucking unconditional love. Like, you know, it's like they say in all the memes and uh, uh we don't deserve them. And we don't. If not, if for anything, just to, to understand what unconditional love really is, a dog doesn't give a fuck what you look like, what you smell like if you're rich, if you're famous, that's, that's fucking true, that's the only love you can fucking trust, but also, no, actually, because it, it's like, even if you're a fucking piece of shit, like, some guys are, like, even mean to their animals, their dog will still love them, so it's like, it doesn't mean you're a good person, that just means that, uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's nothing. the knowing anybody wants to talk about, what I, what I'm trying to say is, uh, Oh yeah, and also, a dog doesn't give a shit if you have fucking wrinkles on your fucking face. And neither does anyone else that fucking matters. Like when you're growing up, when you're young, and you're all fucking insecure and shit. You know, you're going through that awkward phase. It's like, that, that fucking part of your life is horrible. But then you get over it, and then you're like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Because you realize anyone worth giving two fucking shits about doesn't give a fuck what you look like. If you're not dressed in the nicest clothes, or if you have some fucking wrinkles, or some white hair, or you're you you know, you're out of shape. Fuck, we're all out of fucking shape. We're not only all fucking not looking our 100% best all the time, we're also all fucking uh, self-conscious about it. Or, you know, to varying degrees. But to keep going with that shit past like the teenage stage your awkward stage just just be fucking happy with who you are that's the other thing we're talking about um guys who are like oh i've mastered the uh the craft of you know picking up chicks or whatever and it's just like fuck off because it's just it's so stupid because like it's different for every single fucking fucking person and some guys say oh this works, that works that works every single girl is completely fucking different every scenario is completely fucking different But also, like, some guys, like, oh, I have to have, like, this hairstyle, that hairstyle, and it's just, like, I, ever since I shaved my head, I liked having hair when I was young. I did, like, I had a mohawk, you know, all different colors. I had dreadlocks. They were fucking disgusting. (laughs) Actually, we were talking about culture appropriation the other day, and uh, I was like, yeah, I remember having dreadlocks when I was younger, and actually, I remember I was working on them on the subway. I was, and uh, all these... Fucking big rasta guys got on, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and I look up because I'm sitting there. I'm like, "I think I was using a fork, and I'm just twisting up these fucking horrible, horrible dreads that I I was working on, and I, I'm rubbing this shit. I can't remember what the fuck it was um, that I was using to, to. I don't know. Cause the thing is, is just like." Um, It's fucking disgusting, but anyway, these guys are like, what the fuck are you doing? And I just, I stopped, I looked up at them, and I was like, through my gross fucking dreads. I'm like, I'm making, uh, I'm making white boy dreads. (laughs) They laughed their ass off. They thought it was funny as shit. And I'm like, uh, fuck, because they all had huge fucking beautiful goddamn dreads. The thing is, they look beautiful, but those things, man, I don't know. I could not keep mine clean. And then I got bugs in them. I got fucking lice and you can't get the shit out. It's just like, it's a fucking, you can't. And I remember once uh, my buddies finally, I'm like, I'm like, just chop it all off. Fuck, I can't take it anymore. It's too fucking gross, man. And like I always say, I have a high tolerance for grossness, it's like one of my superpowers. Um, So if I'm telling you something's too gross, You can take that to the fucking bank. (laughs) But anyway, I remember there was a fucking nest at the back of my head. All these dreadlocks formed into one giant fucking Voltron of dreadlocks. I don't know if you guys get that reference. Uh, What's it called? Anyway, they (laughs) they fucking chopped it off. And then it just hit the ground with a thud. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, usually hair is a fucking mess. This was just like, boom. (laughs) It was just this giant fucking nest. It was, oh, God. But anyway, I put that shit behind me. Literally, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but ever since I've had a shaved head, I've, I've just been like, fuck this. Like, now I know why the monks do this shit, because if everything you have to worry about in life, hair is like, the, I, I don't want to wake up and fucking worry about my hair. I don't want to ever think about it. I, there's more than enough things to worry about. I don't want to think about what clothes I'm wearing, the hair I have. Uh, I don't want to think about shaving fucking some guys were asking me, they were like, oh, uh, like I work in a town full of lots of old people, so I'm a, I'm a fucking young whippersnapper, <laughs> and uh, anyway, this guy, these guys are asking me, I swear to God, there's uh, this mechanic shop, and they just finished fucking hitting the bongs, like hard, like, because when I first walked in, he's like, your eyes are very ov- oval, you know, ovular, you know, and then I guy's like, oh, I was just about to say that, like, no, you weren't, no one in the world was just about to say that, it's the weirdest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life, and I've heard some weird shit. Anyway, he's like, why do you young guys have beards? Like, you know, and it's just like, I like that you think that I represent young people. It's like, even when I was a young people, I wasn't uh, I wasn't trying to do everything to fucking fit in. And it's just like, a beard is what occurs when you don't fucking shave. It's the most natural fucking state. And it's just like, I'm not like, it's, that's the thing though. I just said like, I wasn't trying to fit in. So I guess now, if you're not trying to fit in, you're a fucking hipster. And I guess that's what I am. <laughs> because I wear red plaid sometimes, and I have a fucking beard, but it's just like, I fucking have a beard, because I don't give a flying fuck about tending to that shit, so, uh, you know, I'm completely fucking unaware of it, I don't know, but it's just like, these guys just wanted me to, like, tell them why young people have fucking beards, and it's just like, Well, I'll tell you, because guys like me have beards, you know, us blue-collar, hard-working guys, and then these fucking hipsters, everything you do, they want to fucking emulate, you know? They want to take our plaid, our fucking, you know, our beards and our mustaches. They want to take it all and make it into fucking douchery, absolute douchery. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Regardless uh, given a flying or, or, or obsessing. Oh, yeah So anyway what I was trying to say about the hairstyle thing so that's what works for me And I always think like I, I can't imagine finding time in the day to worry about fucking hair and stupid shit like that But that's just me, but I was talking to one young guy who just said like oh now the girls I'm looking for the kind of girls. I like are uh, you know, they, they they require me to have a certain hairstyle And it's just like yeah, I, I see what you're saying and it's like, I'm not, not going to argue with you, but it's just like, to think there's certain types of people and this and that, and like, it's just like, I I don't know, in my opinion, I, now I'm going to contradict what I said earlier, because everyone's fucking different. I think the big fundamental thing that people, girls and, and people as well, it's just like, you know, like if you're trying to get a job, it's the same thing when you're trying to present yourself and fucking, uh, whatever you're, um. It's your fucking confidence. So if your fucking hairstyle or whatever the fuck, your clothes or your this or that, if that's what gives you confidence, then... But I guarantee that's the fucking, uh... That's the main factor there. There's so many other fucking factors at play, but it's just like... It's it's just a level of confidence that you have to... And that, that has to be developed through, uh... You know, building character, which is all kinds of fucking things. But anyway, who the fuck am I? But also, the, um... Like say, oh, I only like this type of girl. Or girls, I only like this type of guy. It's just like, it's it's usually bullshit. Because it's just like, when the right person comes along, it's like, you, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, fucking hairstyles and clothes and music and, and all this fucking shit. It's all absolutely fucking trivial. It doesn't mean shit. Um, and, and also, just, just relegate yourself to one type of fucking thing. Like, oh, I only like this type of music. I only like this type of fucking clothes. This type of food. This type of people. It's fucking ridiculous. Life is a fucking beautiful orchestra of all kinds of different things, you know, different, uh, I don't know, it doesn't make any fucking sense to just say, but actually I was saying this yesterday, we went out for dinner and I was like, uh, you know, it's one thing, if you do have more particular tastes, as far as food goes, it would make like a little bit easier because I want to eat every single fucking thing. There's nothing I don't want. Um, so that, you know, it makes it uh, mildly, uh, difficult. But then again, I'm going to be happy no matter what I fucking get. So that's always a bonus. I don't know. I, I just grew up so fucking hungry all the time. I just, I was always hungry. So it's like to, to just be like picky and fussy with food. I, I, I can't fucking stand it. I also, um, when people do that, it makes me really fucking angry. Like you complain or fucking about your food or whatever. Like, it's like somebody fucking cooked that. Shut the fuck fuck up. Like, when I when I cooked and if someone had anything negative to say, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, like, you can eat it or not. Those are your only two options. Like, I don't want to hear criticisms. And it's usually from people that don't know how to fucking cook either, and it's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, even if I didn't like something, I would just eat it and say thank you, because it's food, and it's like, I don't know. It's an expression of love, really, is what it is, because uh, it's the you know, it's what sustains you, and so, it's, so someone's like, here, I want you to keep being alive, and happy, and well, and healthy, I don't know, but this is another thing, when people say, oh, this tastes good, this tastes good, yeah, yeah, there are universal principles of taste, um, but also, what comforts you, and this is, this is where it becomes complete subjective, because it can only mean what it means to, you know, each individual person, you know, what comforts taste, uh, taste, smells, or music, whatever, what, what it, it, you know, because we all have completely different uh, lives. Anyway, the fuck? Where was I? I wanted to fucking uh, talk about something different. Oh, fucking speaking of people who are fucking dysmorphic and keep fucking up their bodies. You ever see those guys with the goddamn synthol? Like, there was a time in my life where all I wanted to do was get bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger. Every single day, I just want to lift shit and lift and lift and lift and work out every single day and just keep getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. I couldn't even imagine putting that fucking synthol shit into your Like, it just... It looks like fucking shit. No one's ever used it and, like, oh, that looks alright. Like, it just looks so fucking bad. And it's just like... And then I'll just keep doing it. It's like, are you not seeing this? Like, dude, it's not getting better. You don't look like... Or, like, in a lot of these guys, you can tell they worked out a lot before they fucking started with that shit. So it's just like... But now you've just negated it. You've just fucking... all, all anyone sees is this gross fucking blob it's like you got fake sets of those fake titties fucking hanging all off off you all over the fucking place and it doesn't get better over time it just gets worse and worse and worse no matter what so it's like i don't know Ugh, what are you gonna do man it just it just breaks your heart when people can't just be themselves you know and just be happy with who they are, you know, people, like, they let other people get inside their head, or they get all this pressure to, like, look a certain way, it's just, like, I promise you, you look all right, you look fine, even the ugliest goddamn person on earth, it's just, you know what, it's really not that fucking detrimental, if you have air in your lungs, if you're alive, fuck, develop other parts of you, like, no fucking is ever gonna fucking, I don't know. What are you gonna do? I had a buddy who had his face smashed in. He had to have some reconstructive fucking surgery, but that's because his face was smashed up. That's a little bit different. Anyway, um, I, I definitely get the dysmorphia thing though, because I used to be a lot bigger than I am now. And no matter how big I get, I'm never gonna get that big again. So I always feel like, ah, oh, fuck, I could be bigger. And then you then you feel small. The other thing is you get super pumped up in, in the gym. And then once that pump wears off, you're always a smaller version of yourself. I, I, there's a really funny, like, a bit from Don Mazzetti about this. So I don't want to just butcher that. But it's just like, yeah, you're constantly going to be dysmorphic and feel small because you're a smaller version of yourself at all times. Well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. The, the real way is this, like, when you're pumped up, you're a slightly larger version. it's misleading. But I don't know. I, I enjoy it because it's like, when I'm at my biggest, I don't, um, Actually, I started taking a few pictures here and there cuz I have no record of when I was at my biggest cuz I never took any fucking pictures. What the fuck was the point of being that big? <laughs> ah, shit. Whatever. Anyway. I had to go to a fucking mall last night. A fucking mall. The missus had to get a dress for we're going to a wedding this weekend tis this season, a lot of weddings this summer, there's a lot of backlog on weddings, I'm really excited actually, uh, last one was a fucking blast, and I'm really looking forward to this one actually, anyway, um, uh, yeah, and then I, I, actually I got a suit, I was just walking by some fucking clothing store, and I saw a sign that said like suits for 150 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever, and uh, I found one, and like this lady found one that fit, like the second one she passed me, it was like, and it was just, uh, first she tried out this slim fit one. I was like, slim? Shit. Are you out of your mind? Let's not fucking, let's not be heroes here. I'm not a slim guy. I don't give a shit. But, um, no, yeah, she found one that fit for me. I was like, holy shit. I'm very impressed. And, like, the sleeves actually were long enough or whatever. And it's a suit, so you don't have to worry about it, like, shrinking, you know, when you put it in the wash or whatever. Like, so many, of I mean, so many fucking clothes. It's hard to find shit that fits. That's another thing, I, when I was growing up, I never gave a shit. I remember one of my uncles, God rest his soul, he was just like, oh, I got you one of these shirts you like real sloppy, <laughs> nice sloppy fit the way you like it. <laughs> he was one. He's from that era of like, where you're just always dressed well. Like you always have your shirt tucked in, you, you can loosen your tie after dinner, you're wearing like your leather dress shoes when you're like sitting in the living room reading the paper. Um, you just you never seen this guy look at sloppy at any time my dad was one of those guys too Like you just even just like lounge around the house You got like a dress shirt on and your fucking dress shoes and your dress pants like like Archie Bunker style You know, you can take your tie off, but that's that's it <laughs> That was the and he, yeah, you always you had to have a, a fucking mustache And you had to have your shirt tucked in those are the two things from that era. You didn't get a choice it's like the era before that. You had to wear a snap brim cap. You you didn't have it. Like you know what I mean? It's like it was like a religious thing. You know how like uh, Sikhs have to wear a turban, and you you, you just had to wear a fucking snap brim cap. It didn't it didn't matter. Like you you know you get arrested. Actually, um, this and this is a great fucking note on social commentary that, or social whatever the fuck. Upsetting the social norms. The first man to wear a top hat was actually arrested for disturbing the peace. It caused such a fucking, It caused such a ripple. So many feathers were ruffled. So many people were just so fucking upset <laughs> by this guy's hat. That did look like the other hats. And, um, yeah, he was arrested for disturbing the fucking peace. I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's so absurd. I mean, people freak out about the dumbest fucking things. Or how easy it is to upset everybody. So, uh, you know, but you know what? You gotta be courageous. You gotta be brave, you know? You gotta take risks. That was funny. Uh, This one uh, comedian was talking about how uh, people say that Lady Gaga was really, uh, this is dated. I, I don't fucking know any current people. But, uh that doesn't make me cool actually that makes me cool in a different way that makes me a hipster for not knowing what's mainstream which makes me incredibly uncool but like trying to be cool ah oh, who fucking knows it's exhausting <laughs> yeah oh i had a fucking pumpkin spice fucking cinnamon uh coffee this morning i don't know there was this syrup shit uh, and i was like oh, i don't know if this is alcoholic or not but i'll take i'll take a fucking i like to gamble See, the thing is, when I go into the casino, I don't fucking, I'm, the thing is, is I gamble very, very carefully, if at all. I go into a casino, I'm just like a little kid at the carnival, like, ooh, bright lights, ooh hoo. and uh, I enjoy the experience, but, you know, I'll go to the fucking bar and spend $300 on booze, so it's like, you know, they got your vices. Whatever it is, your vices will get you. But, you know, I've made my peace with that, I don't go out very fucking often, but I, gambling is one that I don't have, so I like to, I love to fucking remind myself that I got my hands around that addiction doesn't, because I've seen that destroy a lot of people, like, you wouldn't fucking believe how destructive that shit is, but anyway, I gamble in a different way, was where I like to eat or drink things, that might make me horribly, horribly fucking sick, and, uh, you know, I like to live on the edge in that regard, <laughs> oh, shit, there was such a great bit on the Norseman, Norseman's fucking hilarious. to just like these Vikings or whatever. It's just like this really dry comedy. I think the Norwegians might have a drier comedy than the British. But um, they're just... It's just different anyway. But uh, <laughs> they're going through the woods. And uh, they've just got these people eating mushrooms. And then they're, they're drawing pictures of the mushrooms. And they're drawing pictures of what... They're like making notes. Like, oh, they died. Oh, this guy's turning green. This guy's vomiting. And then the one guy dies. And they're like... Oh wait I can't do a Norwegian accent, but he's just like what mushroom did he eat and I'm like oh I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay, we'll have to do it again. <laughs> it's just like, this guy just died. But it's like that's how they found out which mushrooms are poisonous. <laughs> I mean it had to be something like that. It's uh the perfect summary was from Anders Anders fucking Homer, or whatever from uh workaholics the guys on their podcast. He was like he's like Norseman's like if you applied modern um, modern like thinking or whatever and logic to like ancient fucking times or whatever like the viking baby goats baby goats oh they this these uh these guys they um they fixed up this property so much these guys on the corner they have a farm they got baby goats they got hogs they got uh horses they're the biggest family around by far they were referred to them as a dutch mafia because if you upset one of them that's like there's like hundreds of them (laughs) They're very wonderful people, actually. I was telling them, I was like, I really like the way you guys uh, fixed up this property because before you couldn't see around the corners. I'm like, it's it's great to see. But the great thing about that is, is like, we, we don't even advertise. Um, like, if someone in that family buys something, word spreads just through that family alone. We'll get three more jobs, at the same family name, because they all talk and like, oh you know, I should get something. I should get something. And, you know, it's uh, um, it's really wonderful. It's crazy too because like, I don't know if. You you guys, I, I've got very little experience, I'm really fucking not good at, um, like, getting kids uh, sorted out, and like, in order, like, I've seen people, some are really good at it, but it's like, to have 10 fucking kids, you got this platoon of fucking children, and having them all fucking, like, line up and, and do this and do that, and, like, everybody's, uh, it's crazy, actually, because these guys had, like, a big uh, family Christmas, and there's, like, 72 fucking chairs around all these long tables, I'm like, holy shit, you got the whole squad in here? Um, it's fucking, it's awesome. I was like, what if you guys had to go to town for a fucking wedding? Like, you need, you need, like, an entire hotel. (laughs) We'll just take the whole hotel. How much is that? No, but honestly, the way these guys operate, it's very, very inspirational. It's very fucking, uh, very impressive. Anyway, I gotta go for now, so thank you for listening. I love you all. Be well, and, uh, you know what? Just love yourself the way you are. Uh, However you look, I promise you it's good enough. Don't, uh... Don't ever, don't ever worry about that. That's that was my main message of this morning's fucking rant. All right, be well. Good morning. Welcome back. This is, uh, I think, part two, of episode uh, fifty fifty four. I was just reminded of a hilarious fucking story, but it's gonna take me a while to get to it. Alright? So, um, it's funny because, uh, I'm trying to, um, a fucking school bus, even, even. I don't know if you guys notice this, but people just are cutting out in the fucking traffic constantly. Everybody's got a fucking death wish or just like lost their healthy fear of death and they just pull out in the traffic. It's not just in your area, though. if you go online and ask people, like, what the fuck? Or, or you don't have to ask anyone. You just look at everyone and being like, is it just me? Or has everyone, like, gotten way fucking stupider and just keeps pulling out the traffic fucking aggressively? So, anyway. Um, yeah, fucking school bus driver. The short bus. I guess he's driving the short bus, so he probably does not want to live that much. And anyone on there, it's just kind of like, well, what's going to happen here? You know. <laughs> oh shit, most, most of those guys are already wearing helmets, right? Come on, what the hell, am I not allowed to make fun of the retarded anymore? <laughs> I love that fucking, uh, that meme that's just like, oh, whoever you can't make fun of, those are the fucking people who are truly in power. And it's just like, yeah, like retarded fucking wheelchair kids with cancer are ruling the world. <laughs> Fuck off. Now, although I do appreciate the power of positive thinking, some people just take it too fucking far and they'll just sit there and want and wish and hope and try to manifest their magical fucking moonbeams and fucking happy thoughts. And like, okay, a positive attitude helps you. That's just the first fucking step. You got to work hard at your fucking goals and you got to have some kind of plan. Anyway, I'm all preachy because I'm listening to motivational shit and I just worked out. But that's not what my story is about at all, which I will get to, all right? I'm going to keep building it up, and you're going to be hopefully very pleased if not uh, uh, by the time I get to it. But I had some other fucking shit I wanted to ramble through first. Uh, but then I got caught up with the fucking traffic, the retardants, the retarded traffic. Um, what else? Anyway. So, the fucking... Oh, yeah, so the thing w- was, I was thinking about was you can't trust banks, obviously. They're pieces of fucking shit. They're fucking absolute horrible, corrupt fucking institutions that fucking rob us all blind and have us all fucking working ourselves to death for no goddamn apparent reason. Um, but it is what it is. The system has fucking been in place for a long time, and there's no shortage of thousands and thousands of fucking videos. Millions of goddamn videos, I'm sure. About how the economic system is corrupt and that we're all fucked and like pretty much every single thing you do when you look at it on the on the economic scale is 100% just to make some rich person like extremely rich person just a little bit richer and make yourself just a little bit poor that's the way it is what are you gonna do I don't know but that's only if you look at it on an economic scale and in a monetary sense I look at it as I like to give more than I uh, I take, and I think everyone should think like that. The problem is, is uh, yeah, that's that's exactly the type of thinking that um, fuels this fucking type of corrupt economy. Is people who are thinking like, this is what religion was invented for, and then all this other fucking shit uh, where we're indoctrinated to believe that that to have less. Now, I genuinely do believe this, so you see how I uh, talk out of both sides of my mouth. I genuinely believe that to have less means less stress. It's uh, like that fucking, they made a Family Guy episode about it, but apparently some chick was like, oh, if you don't like something, throw it out. Like, whoa, holy shit, master of psychology. (laughs) I never fucking thought of that in my life. The truth of the matter is, though, is most people haven't, But um, it's not like somebody who fucking hoards, you just go in there and it's like, hey, throw out the stuff you don't like, oh, okay, nice, sorry, no one's ever said that to me. Like, I don't have deep-rooted psychological fucking issues. Now, this is going to actually tie into what I'm fucking talking about. Where hoarding comes from, and you can see it happen, sometimes it's not just in a lifetime, but it's generational. But anyway, what happens is, is you run out of stuff, you go without things you know what i mean and this this could be in a lifetime this could be um i'll give you an example that i know uh, very personally but then we can go into broader fucking examples or, or or whatever is um any trade you work in your whole fucking life is spent um you know you're always missing a tool you're always missing parts especially hardware you never you could have an entire fucking hardware store airlifted to every single job site and every time you're going to be out you're going to always be missing something and obviously, your most valuable, not obviously enough sometimes, your most valuable commodity is your time. And your time gets eaten up by fucking being um, not well stocked and not whatever, not, not having enough shit on your truck. So, some people, they fucking they get so sick of running out of things that they fucking overcompensate by overstocking the shit and this happens in warehouses, this happens in trucks, and this happens in houses, this is all, it's all the exact same fucking uh, program. You worry about not having shit, so then you just start stockpiling and stockpiling. You know, a lot of people grew up during the depression, or a lot of people grew up um, with parents that grew up during the depression, or during famine, or during whatever. Um, If you see the shit show around the world, (laughs) or especially here in North America, uh, people just being absolute fucking idiots who never experienced anything in their fucking life, couldn't couldn't fucking withstand the slightest fucking inconvenience, let alone any real fucking hardship, um, these are the exact opposite of people we're talking about, but anyway, regardless, it's a deep-rooted psych- psychological condition that's very easily explained just the way I fucking am, you know, and I am a master of fucking psychology, I'm a master of fucking uh, mental disorders, um, nah, I fucking, I'm just joking, I am no authority at all, except for the fact that I'm here on this fucking uh, internet, on this fucking app, which does make me an authority as much as anyone else. You gotta remember that. This again, I gotta always shitting on the religious, always fucking gotta give a jab at those guys. And also I'll use, um, is, is, um, they'll say, oh my religious is this, my religious is that, and I'm like, okay, watch this. Okay, a giant fucking, uh, a giant purple fucking mushroom exists out in fucking outer space just outside of the rings of Saturn every once in a while it gets sliced by those rings anyway that is my religion okay and now I worship that mushroom and so should you and the only way you can have any morality is by worshiping that mushroom you see how that works I just made that stupid shit up and it has the exact same proof it has the exact same um um believability uh credibility you know what I mean And now, if I kept saying that for hundreds of fucking years, you got yourself a fucking religion. Bonafide. I've never used the term bonafide because I didn't know what the fuck it meant. And now I finally used it correctly, 100%. Uh, My words are righteous because I am uh, the chosen one of my religion. No, it's like, I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm pretty sure, like, and I like this story the best about, like, theories of what happened with this Scientology shit. I mean, it's clear what happened. People are fucked. People want to believe crazy fucking shit. And you want to look at them and think they're fucked. How many of us, we all believe crazy fucking shit at one point or another? An example we were just talking about is, um, like, right now I have a fan blowing on me. And yet I still, as far as I can tell, am still alive. But, like large large amounts of people like we're talking millions of people believe that if you have a fan blowing you'll die in your sleep. You have to turn off the fan or it will kill you. Like these are grown adults. These are fucking competent people. We're talking but if an like we're talking about millions of people believing this shit. Unless I've been had, and I just believe that, like, I, I don't want to believe this. I want to believe this is nonsense. There's no way people could be that fucking stupid on such a collective fucking scale. Yeah, people, on, a, on a, you know, person to person, we all believe some stupid shit. A lot of times you're told something when you're a kid, and then you're just like, ah, you get lazy. You don't want to question your beliefs, because, you know, you, you built your entire fucking foundation. But your foundation could be built on absolute fucking bullshit. So then you start questioning shit. But then you start questioning shit that's fucking true, just because then you get that feeling of uh, knowing something that other people don't. Oh, I'm fucking smarter than everyone else. And that's 90% of what we do, is fucking find ways to feel superior to others and fucking be like, Oh, I'm smarter than this guy, I'm smarter than that guy. Anyway, so the internet and the fucking and corporations and the evil fucking powerful Illuminati or whatever the fuck they are, the secret societies, the religions... They all fucking know this, and they use that against us, and we use it against each other. And uh, it's like uh, without—it's like a quote I love. Um, I think it's from a Jane's Addiction song. It's without, without game, men prey on each other. Because you need you need a common foe. That's the only way people will stand together. Is if they have a common foe. Anyway, I'm losing my fucking uh, train of thought, my train of consciousness here. So my whole thing is you can't trust the banks. That's what I was trying to get around to, right? Also, um, you can't trust anyone, like, I'm gonna tell you right now, to have less possessions is to have less stress, and I'm telling you that from personal experience, I gain fucking nothing, because I don't want you to give me anything, and I gain nothing from you guys having less, other than if you tell me you feel better, that would, you know, fill my soul with joy, (laughs) this is a fucking, now, this is what I'm saying, so you can fucking take that to the bank, no, not the bank, fuck the bank, I'll get back to that in a sec, that would've been a perfect segue, um... But you can trust me because I have nothing to fucking gain. Now you take a fucking religion because people will always uh, say, like, for example, as far as like very famous religions, um, is uh, Buddhism because like you know they're like, oh, be um, be peaceful, be pacifist, and uh, have less belongings. I believe in so much of that shit. You can cherry pick the shit out of these things and take all the value. But you've got to question when those in power have all the money and all the possessions and all the power. They're telling you that it's more righteous to have less power and less money. You, you know what I mean? It is pretty fucking simple in that regard. It's just like all these people in power, they're constantly telling you that, you know, you should work harder and you should have less and you should be happy with whatever the fuck you have. And it's just like you should. But who the fuck are these guys, you know? These guys are hypocrite pieces of shit that are not living the same life that you're living. You always got to question who's saying it and why they're saying it. And that goes with everything. Now yeah, it's like Scientology. My favorite fucking uh, explanation of that or religion that fucking crazy. They're all that fucking crazy, but this one's just new, so it seems a little fucking So We haven't had hundreds of years or thousand years to fucking stomach the fucking shit. But I think it started out as a joke. It was just like, religion is so fucking ridiculous. Look, I write science fiction. I write the most outlandish nonsense fucking shit about aliens and gibberish. Watch it. I'll fucking call this goddamn shit a holy Bible or a holy book. And you see, you, I'm going to turn this bullshit into a religion. And then someone's like, okay, I bet you fucking like 20 bucks you can't. And then he's like, I'll fucking show you. good old Ronnie Hubbard. And he did it. Anyway, whether or not that's the truth, that's my favorite story. So, uh, And I've been told that perception is reality. And also another quote is, don't let the truth get in the way of a, a good story. But also, uh, I'd like to add an addendum, if you will, to that and say... Uh, a good story is that it's just that, a good story. Don't fucking base your whole goddamn life on some fucking idiot's fucking story. I don't know. We're all susceptible to this shit, you know? Eventually, life gets too fucking stressful and you wanna let go of the reins, you know? It's like you get this giant fucking brutal ass, leathery fucking blackened tan, blackened tan, ah, fuck, um, tan on your left-hand side because you've been driving too long. And you either gotta move to fucking England or you gotta let someone else drive, and you—this th- is a terrible metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just want to—you let someone else control your life for a while, and that's—that's um, <laughs> that's what happens. I don't fucking know. The other thing, though, there's the extreme side of that where you gotta control everything. Is people that need to control everything—that fucking need to control—is a great way to control those people. Once you can see that personality trait, it, they're very easy to manipulate. People like that. Uh, ironically, not that you should be manipulating people, but, uh, it's good, to, it's good to work inside people's heads sometimes, regardless, I, um, wish my fucking brain would stay on fucking track sometimes, because, like, I listen to this shit, and it's just, like, a fucking mess, and I'm just, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, fuck, finish a thought, you fuck, so, anyway, getting back to the fucking bank thing, can't trust the banks, they're fucked, so, what do you do, you can't fuck, money doesn't mean shit. Stocks, they don't mean shit. At any point in time, you could be told your money doesn't mean, your money fucking decreases in value every single fucking day, it's not worth shit. Now, real estate's the best fucking investment you're gonna fucking get only because it's absolutely absurd that you can fucking, uh, having a place to live is a basic fucking necessity of life. The fact that that can be withheld from people, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what, how third world countries are fucking dominated. You fucking take all their resources. You take their fucking, uh, you know, your basic utilities and like You know, their water and shit. And then you sell it back to them at this insane fucking thing. You can do that with healthcare. You can do that... Insurance isn't even a fucking service, that's just an extortion, but you fucking make it the law and next thing you know, bada bing bada boom Whether it's religion or, I'm going to tie this in, whether it's religion or whether it's some bullshit fucking racket, like an, another bullshit racket of extortion or fucking whatever, um, once it becomes legal, it becomes moral. And once it becomes accepted, it just, you don't even think about it. Like, what the fuck, this is just the way things are. There's a good quote from Peter Dinklage, well it's not Peter Dinklage, it's uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Tyrion Lannister. There's a lot of great wisdom in that fucking show. Yeah, it's in a fantasy realm, and yeah, it's, uh, it's in medieval times, more or less, mas o menos. Um, however, you can learn so much about religion and politics by watching that fucking show there. It has one of the most active social conferences. I mean, right up until the end, you can see how fucking horrible it got, uh, how stupid people can get at the end of a fucking saga. Oh, God. Anyway, but... Uh, regardless it's uh it was one of my favorite fucking shows there i wish uh i wish they could just do a recap like just fucking maybe parade those those writers they got for the last two seasons just parade them through the streets and just be like shame shame you fucking suck so bad you fuck. think about that that's the ultimate flight so if you think about it from them if you're a troll and you're a fucking piece of shit, you know, you're working like the Howard Stern show or something, and you just love pranking people and fuck with them, can you imagine if they fucking blew that shit on purpose, (laughs) you know what I mean, like, like some Andy Kaufman level shit, where it's just like, oh, you guys fucking, you, you know, you guys just fucked with like millions of people just so like you and maybe one other guy could fucking have a little laugh, and, um, That, that, I think, that's the story I like the best, like, (laughs) just, like, millions of people, like, the best show, arguably, hands down, not even arguably, the best show ever made as far as quality and fucking quality of writing, quality of uh, acting, quality of everything. That was the best show ever fucking made uh, until something comes out that's better. Um, And then (laughs) they just drove it right into the fucking ground (laughs) so hard, so fast, Oh, fucking! It's a beautiful thing if you think that someone thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. Um, I like to think like that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a positive thinker, though. Anyway, they also taught us about the iron bank. I, I swear to God, I'm gonna segue back to this thing. But at one point, and I, I, what I love is deriving my fucking so many of my life uh, lessons from real people. Every day I get to meet real people, smart people, dumb people, fat people, old people, skinny people, every single type of person I get to fucking see on a regular fucking base. That I'm inspired by in one way or another, and also entertained by. And this one guy, I remember his name was Phil Robertson, and I was like, oh shit, he's got the name of the Duck Dynasty guy. Anyway, he was going on and on and on, and it became abundantly clear to me that he wasn't joking, and he actually thought the Game of Thrones was 100% real history, not just inspired by historic events. Like, he was going on, like, not joking at all, unless he was joking, he was just. Just never broke character, but he was talking about how, uh, Tyrion was not going to take over, like, Tyrion Lannister, because he was, there's no midget kings in, the, in, in all his history books, like, what history books, <laughs> like, what books are you talking about, buddy, <laughs> I mean, I'd be shocked if you even read the Game of Thrones books, but, like, I just, I thought that was so fucking hilarious, um, because he thought that, I guess, uh, Game of Thrones, it was just the history of England, I think he said. Oh, yeah, because he said there was no midget king of England. But anyway, what the midget king of fucking Fantasyland, uh, Tyrion Lannister was saying he wasn't a king. But uh, I was just trying to segue again. He said, we often mistake what is or what always has been for what should be. I, I don't even know if that's the right quote, but you get the fucking gist of it. Uh, actually, he's got a good uh, motivational speech. He's, it, it's, it, it worked its way into the, a nice circuit of motivational speeches. He's just talking, about, he went back to like the school he went to and he was just talking about, like you know, uh, just try really hard and commit and shit. I don't know, whatever. So, anyway, the banks are fucking evil. We learned that from fucking Game of Thrones and. Um, So, you can't trust any of these stocks. You can't trust money. But even your house, that's the best investment. But at any point in time, the bank will say, yeah, you don't own this house. Or the government will say, you don't own this house. You don't think that happens? It fucking happens. I'm not saying don't try to have a fucking house. We're indoctrinated to believe that's our fucking life goal is to have a fucking house. Now, you think your way ahead, and it's like, yeah, okay. I will never own a fucking house. But I respect that people do. Uh, I think it's so fucked, though, to just... uh, to own a house, and then just, like, fucking keep jacking up the goddamn rent, and then not fucking fixing anything, or whatever, like, I honestly wanted to own houses, I don't want any fucking money, I don't want to profit one fucking cent, I just wanted to fix things around people's houses, and then it's recently occurred to me that I barely know how to fix anything around my own fucking house, (laughs) what the fuck am I talking about, it's my wife's house, okay, so, again, I won't ever own that shit, so I can still... For no other reason than i can still be a tenant and i can still feel like i'm in the fucking blue collar fucking have no money have no property um you know it just that's part of my identity it's part of who i am i can't let go of that so uh anyway again once you do fucking have a house, though, then that's constantly going to be used against you. Every time anyone comes at you in, 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 in some sort of legal sense, of big, like, I'm going to take your house, I'm going to take your house, I'm going to take your house, then, yeah, you're at a weakened state, you know? When you're broke is fucking shit, people are threatening you all you want. It's like, I got nothing to lose, man. I'm in a fucking a position of fucking power. But like I've said before in previous podcasts, Lord knows who's fucking remembering this shit. I, look, I, I know I fucking don't. Um, is my, my whole fucking it was a protective measure, is to just never have anything, I'd just be walking around with nothing, because everywhere I went, it was like, empty out your pockets, empty out your pockets, I'm like, I got nothing, I got empty pockets, and I was like, okay, now I'm safe, but then it's just like, well, how long are you gonna go through your life with nothing, you know what I mean, have nothing because you fucking want to, not because you're living in fucking fear, and um, I don't want to try to sound like a fucking tough guy, nothing's more cringy, I got my fucking ass kicked my whole fucking life, I've been beat down, and fucking, I've had to like, I remember one time I got beat up so bad at the bar I had to fucking run home like a little bitch and I was a, gro- a grown ass man I got fucked up <laughs> uh, so let me just make that disclaimer because I don't want to sound tough but like one time someone said like oh watch out like walking around in like Toronto at night I'm just like, first of all there are areas I'm not going to go into there's very uh, specific areas I know not to go into but I'm like I will never walk around if fear, not around here anymore I just won't do it I like I, I used to get fucking mugged and jumped and fucking uh, fucked with it every single day. Criminals, cops, fucking whoever. It doesn't. It's like he says in The Departed. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? Uh, that was a terrible Jack Nicholson. But anyway, I would always have nothing on me. Now this is a perfect segue, and I I wouldn't know where to fucking hide my shit. Like uh, a lot of times I'll wear my chain because it just reminds me of a time where I had nowhere safe to put it. And that's the mindset you got to keep where there is no fucking safe. Another great quote from uh, Game of Thrones is when uh, the, uh, what's-his-face, fuck, the hound guy, yeah, the hound, the guy with the melted face, he's just like, uh, what's-her-face, Brienne or whatever's like, yeah, I want to take uh, Ari to, to safety or somewhere safe. He's like, where the fuck is safe? Anyway, I quote that every single day, anytime it's just like, where the fuck is safe? Because there, there is no safety. Safety is a place in your head. And you'll be lucky to know it here and there. Safety's a place in your heart. Um, you know, safety is like uh, something you experience with loved ones. It's not a physical fucking place. It's not a permanent place. It's something you have to create and maintain. Sorry, I don't want to get heavy. Anyway, this, this does all relate to what I'm trying to say. And um, it's that there's no safe place to hide your fucking loot. Now, the only thing you can fucking get that will... And and it can depreciate the values dictated by fucking bullshit, typically. But gold and silver, precious metals, those always go up over time in the long run. That's your fucking best bet. The thing is, if you live nomadically like me, Lord only knows how many fucking bricks of silver and gold I've left here and there. That if I couldn't wear it on my neck, then it was fucking. it's, It's all gone. It's lost. And like. You know, I could I could be packed up and moved out of my house. Like I said, I travel light. I could fucking leave with nothing, and, and I, I would miss none of it. Every single thing I have that's physical can be replaced. Uh, I know that you can't you can't get attached to that shit, but. So I understand why you fucking... I used to think pirates were fucked. Why do they keep sinking these fucking chests full of treasure all over the place? But it's actually, it's no joke. What the fuck else are you going to do? You plunder, you spend your whole life plundering and then you don't have a house. You live on this fucking boat. And you're just like, well, where the fuck? You know, I'm just going to get plundered. That's the other thing, man. You keep robbing motherfuckers. Eventually, it comes It comes to you, you know? It's like my brother said. He's like, I was in the hospital one night uh, and it was, uh, it was really fucked up. And he said, Ronnie, if people around you keep getting fucking their heads smashed and keep getting stabbed, how long, like, it's just basic mathematics, how long before it happens to you, and it's just like, fuck, you know, and then I, um, I remember I said to him, I'm like, okay, remember you said this to me years ago, it really, uh, really um, resonated with me, but I'm like, now all my friends keep getting married and having kids, and I got that same feeling, I'm like, it's just mathematical, man, like, how long till it happens to me, now look at me. Wow, look at me. <laughs> There's only one thing I fear more about getting married and having kids, and that's not. It's not doing that. Uh, I don't know. If I didn't meet the right girl, I never would have even imagined marriage and never would have even considered having a fucking kid. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. You meet the right person. It's like I, I think it's so absurd when people talk about finding the right person or all this criteria they have. As far as my experience goes, you don't look for shit, you're just sitting there one day, you're a normal guy, and then you just get struck by this fucking bolt of lightning, and you're fucking absolutely hopeless, because you're, there's nothing you can do, I'm sorry, happy, or uh, sappy, and happy, and fucking, <laughs> and heavy again, but when that shit hits you, you're fucked, like, there's nothing you can do, there's no escape, there's no fucking recourse, you know, you know, there's no doubt in your mind, you're just completely fucking in love forever, and, uh, you know, you know, I mean, that's that's my experience. I can't fucking dictate anyone else's. And hundred, I'll tell you another thing. I know I don't know a lot about a lot, but I know a lot of fucking people in my in my life and my travels. I know a lot of people very well. hundred percent of the people that I know are doing extremely well. Finally found themselves the right partner, and uh, or the you know the right people in their life. It's like you know uh, zero percent of people succeed all in solitude. You know you have to be comfortable with solitude for, for periods of time. But it breaks 100% of people. We know that. Every single fucking prison knows that. And every single person in the world should know that after everything we've been through. Solitude breaks the fucking common person. It breaks the mentally strong, the weak, everybody. Anyway, I never got to my fucking story. Now I have to get into work. I fucking was building it up, building it up. So, guys, stay tuned. I'm going to bust right back in to this fucking shit. Um, This fucking gem of a goddamn story. This story is called The Gem. And um, it's it's not really going to be that great. <laughs> I probably already told the fucking story. I just uh, someone used that term fart yesterday, and I, I just uh, it just it sparked that my my friend um, who uh, who can remain anonymous, and, and it just sparked this fucking memory of, of this childhood memory. And uh, unfortunately, it, it takes me like an hour to build up a fucking story that I usually never even get to it. But you know, it's been half an hour here. I gotta get into work, guys. I love you and uh, stay tuned, and I will finish this fucking story. I promise you. That much I can promise you. I can't promise you it's a good fucking story. I just promise I'll finish. Be well. Alright, welcome back. My, uh,. Phone's fucking up a bit here, so I don't know if the audio is going to work. I'm in the work truck. I decided to treat myself to a lunchtime uh, dump run. Because uh, we got a bunch of garbage here. And I don't feel like unloading it twice. Into our dump pile and then reloading it at a later date. And taking it to the fucking dump. You know what? I just like to do mini dumps all day long. Alright? For your health. For your health. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched uh, Tim and Eric fucking... Awesome show, great job, or whatever the fuck it's called. But uh, John C. Riley has this bit that he does, this segment called uh, Brule's Rules, and he's just like this fucking really weird, fucking retarded guy who's just like giving you like really stupid advice. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, if you want to be entertained, you know, you get a picture from your stuff and you cut that thing into a thousand little pieces. You got yourself a puzzle. Cause you're not gonna know how to put that picture back together, like it's like the stupidest shit ever, but it's just so funny in his ridiculous fucking voice. Ah, uh, that guy, uh, it's crazy how many fucking things you see that guy, and once you know who he is, uh, John C. Riley, but just how good at comedy he is. Like, before he was just the extra in all these fucking movies, then you see him in fucking Step Brothers, and like, I don't know, they're just that, that that's one of my favorite movies. I know it's just slapstick, stupid shit, whatever. But they just do such a great job at just being fucking, just having the mannerisms of like horribly, horrible fucking spoiled children. Um, anyway, so I, I promised I was going to finish my goddamn fucking story. I, I, I started started trying to tell you guys this morning. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter that it was morning for me and it's midday now. It, it really doesn't fucking matter because you could listen to this at any fucking time. Everything I say is fucking universal, you know. It applies to 24 hours of the fucking day. And what's the deal with that? Why don't we all use a 24-hour clock? How fucking stupid are we that we can't, like, you know what I mean? You want to use one of those old timey sundial fucking bullshit with the, the sticks? Fuck off. We're all digital these days, so, like, can we just use a 24-hour clock? There's 24 hours in a day. Using a fucking 12-hour clock, that's like using a fucking six-month calendar. It's fucking, it's fucking confusing! You know? Like, it's its really fucking stupid. Now I've said that, I'll try to fucking get through this goddamn story. The worst part is, this isn't a really good story. It just sounded profound in my head, because, uh, whatever. Whatever. So anyway, the comparison I, I was trying to establish here is that you can't trust the bank and that you got to fucking stash your gold, stash your loot. So this guy I work for, or used to work with, sorry, um, he, he he's a professional fucking scavenger. This guy fucking scavenges constantly. If he's driving, he's like 10% looking at the road, 90% scan, uh, scanning the fucking ditches, scanning the fields, and he's, he's searching for things of value. And he'll wander the woods day and night Searching for fucking shit It's insane You could ask this guy for anything He's the kind of guy that could get you things And he'll get you some version of anything you fucking ask He's never let me down once The one time Honestly this was just like a Shawshank Redemption thing Where he asked for like Rita Hayworth And he got him the poster I asked him for a truck Because my truck was fucked And I had to scrap it And I was like Davey Davey Blank we'll call him Keep it anonymous I'm like, can you please fucking get me a truck? And I swear to God, the guy fucking, I pulled in the next day, and there was a fucking truck parked in my spot, getting all choked up. (laughs) And it said, uh, Big Ron's truck, Big Ron's new truck. It was a fucking Tonka truck, but it was one of those classic ones that were fucking made out of steel, that you could like ride around on it like a scooter, because it's so fucking sturdy. They don't make things like they did, day. they don't make things like they used to. In my day, they made things to last. Um, but, yeah, the Tonka trucks are made out of real steel. Anyway. Uh, yeah, shit like that. But the guy the guy, found, uh, just he will provide you whatever the fuck you ask him for. He's one of those very, very resourceful guys. One of the most resourceful guys you're ever going to meet. Like, this guy's cost of living is fucking, like, peanuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's just got so much of the... A lot of people think this guy's fucked. And then maybe in a lot of ways he is. But... In a lot of ways, this guy's absolutely brilliant. He's so far ahead of the fucking game. Um, anyway, it is what it is. Because a lot of people be like, oh, it's not worth it scavenging. You know, or like for empty bottles or for tin or for junk or whatever. But this guy, everything he does, he makes money. Even if it's a pittance. He's like, but you look at it. He's like, the way I look at it is not as a business. It's a hobby. He's like, I, he's like, I, he hated being at home. So he, he uh, he's like, I just want to be in the woods. So I'm just going to be wandering around the woods anyway. So if you consider a, a business, yeah, you look at it as a business. He's not making fuck all. The thing is, if you're just out hiking, you're not making any money. Any of your hobbies usually cost a shitload of money. But if you're out there enjoying your time and you made any fucking pit, so even if it's 10 fucking cents. And this guy's 10 cents would go farther than like $100 for most of us because he pinches those fucking goddamn pennies. Pennies don't even exist, but I guarantee it's got like hundreds of them until they went up so high in value that they are worth, uh, I don't know how much in copper. But anyway, yeah, if you give this guy a fucking piece of furniture or a TV, this guy will strip it down to bare fucking bones and get every fucking scrap, every little trace of fucking metal or whatever the fuck it is. I miss, because uh, I don't see it much anymore. I used to have three bins. I had the fucking... Um, the blue bin for the plastic and fucking, uh, whatever. Then I had the fucking gray bin for the, uh, boxes and cardboard. Then I had the Dave bin, which is all just metal and empty fucking things. Because it's just like donating to that guy. It just went so much fucking further. Anyway, I digress. So, this is a guy who, um... Oh, there is a reason I brought this up. I'm like, fuck, I'm just rambling incoherently. So, in his travels, he keeps finding these bundles... These fucking uh, time capsule, fucking treasure chests. What they are is they're bundles of pornography, and uh, magazines, sometimes cassette tapes, mostly magazines and shit. So what it is is, and uh, I was like, "Uh, that's fuck. I remember laughing so hard because thinking like, oh, that doesn't. This this guy's full of shit. He's just bullshitting me. And um, what it is is these guys they spend a fortune on this goddamn fucking like Playboy magazines and shit. Like before the internet, pornography was fucking expensive absolutely insane to buy fucking or allegedly or so i've heard Buy ma- like i've never bought magazines but the guys who bought those fucking especially premium quality like playboys and shit there's no way you're just gonna let them go Those things cost you a fortune but then these guys get married and their wives get out of them and then they have kids and it's like no no you need to get that shit out of here throw that shit in the garbage and they're like okay i'm on my way to the dump and then they fucking bundle this shit up just like a fucking... Just like a pirate, man. Fucking try to stash his fucking... His uh, his bounty, his booty, his fucking loot, his uh, treasure. And then they fucking stash this shit in the fucking woods somewhere. And old fucking Dave Aruni <laughs> or, or whoever will find these fucking bundles of pornography. And I'm telling you, this sounds like bullshit. But this happened. So anyway, someone said I was a fucking... Uh, some some uh, zinger I said was a gem. And... Um, yeah, that's what triggered this fucking long 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 story so when me and my buddies we me and me mates were kids we were wandering through the fucking woods as we did because that's that's still like one of the greatest things to do is just wander in the fucking woods especially when you're a kid because the world is so fucking huge and enormous and your world is you know so like there's so much unseen you know you can't drive you don't even have a bicycle yet you're just like fucking wandering wandering anyway we find this fucking bundle we unpack it and it's fucking porno it's all magazines and we're like fucking little kids we're like what the fuck is that what the hell is even that like we don't know what the fuck we're looking at you know we haven't even done sex ed class we don't know what the fuck's going on here and um anyway so we make this fucking fort and we fucking pretty much all the walls were made out of fucking pornography pages and pages of pornography And uh, our favorite one was this one called Gem. It's the shittiest fucking magazine in the world. And I actually had to scour the internet right last night looking for Gem magazine. Mostly, I just got uh, actual magazines about fucking rocks and minerals. Jesus Christ, Marie, they're minerals. Um, You know, fucking Hank Schrader magazine or whatever, you know what I mean? Like minerals and gems, stones, and there's so many of that. Finally, I was like, shitty fucking pornography. Because I don't want to type in, you know, know, the, the fucking rabbit holes you end up in. And I finally found a few um, magazine covers. If I remember, and I can find a fucking not too saucy one, I will make it the cover of this episode. Um, So Gem Magazine was a real thing, because I was beginning to have doubts and think. I was gonna actually just send a buddy, like a couple buddies from childhood, be like, hey, this is gonna be the weirdest fucking thing in the world, thank God for social media. But do you remember that fucking ridiculous fort we built out of pornography? And we called it the fucking Gem. And then we'd be like at school, be like, hey man, let's hit up the Gem. Like, all right, yeah, 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 let's do it. Because we found this gem magazine, and there was, like, just this uh, beautiful fucking chick from the 1970s on the fucking cover. Just gorgeous. And uh, (laughs) that's the other thing. There was no, like, name brand fucking anything household names. No fucking hustler. No fucking... um, uh, Larry Flint was a goddamn hero. I, I recommend it. anyone that hasn't seen that movie, just just watch it. It's a guy was a hero as far as uh, free speech goes and uh, how, how we find the human body so fucking horrific. Sex in the human body is just so fucking mortifying. I look at it in a positive light. It's like the, the more prudent and fucking horrified we are and the more we demonize sex in the human body, the more fucking exciting it is. Like drugs and booze would not be fun if it were not bad for you and it weren't seen as evil. You know what I mean? Once the church deems something evil, how much more fun does it fucking seem just because of that fucking reason, you know? It's naughty, it's exciting, and that's exactly what our fort was. We were little kids, and we found this fucking treasure stash of fucking pornography. It was the most exciting shit in the world, and just finding out that that was a real memory? Unless I'm part of the most ridiculous fucking conspiracy in the world. Somebody posted all this fucking shit and, and implanted this insane, like, Total Recall fucking level... Uh, memory of this fucking old porno fucking Ford i had and then yeah and then made fabrications of this fucking magazine and posted it online fucking three decades later and i'm like i don't know anyway <laughs> our Ford was called the gem after this shitty 1970s porno mag fucking classic and uh no but i totally i it, it all it all fucking ties in together you guys see that it was worth the wait so anyway yeah uh sorry i had to stop at the wave scales here uh gonna do a nice fucking dumperino. I love the dump. As you guys know, if you don't know already, when I was a young lad coming up, when I was just a wee lad, I wanted to be a garbage man. And the reason I wanted to be a garbage man is because I fucking, uh, there's something very, see I love the business of waste management entirely. But it's—I swear to God—it's—it's—it's uh, it's a, it's a stereotype. People think it's mobbed up. <laughs> I don't hear the government controls. And the government's much worse than the fucking mafia. Don't let anyone fucking tell. So, sorry, first of all, I forgot my disclaimer. There's no, there is no mafia. It doesn't exist. But now, uh, having said that, <laughs> allegedly, there uh, there is a lot of uh, organized crime involved in that in, in all fucking businesses. But uh, not, here, the government's got it all fucking sewn up. It's a corporation. it's it's just the fucking two sides of the same goddamn coin. It's it, it, fuck you know what's the goddamn difference? Regardless, that's not my point whatsoever. Um, I love manual labor. Like I said, it's a form of therapy for me. Um, and fucking being able to load and unload shit, I have to do it carefully every single day. Go to the fucking dump, and it's just fucking garbage. It's gross. But it's like, it's just necessary. And it's like, you you fucking... um, But it's just so freeing. Like, uh, and also, I'm driving into the giant transfer station. It's like, I'm driving into like this fucking gigantic garbage fucking bin. And it's the only place on earth, in Canada, in this country, that don't add inches to your dick to litter. Yet some people do. Sorry, that was another really bad Jack Nicholson. I'm referencing, obviously, the deported. Uh, He's talking about having guns. It's like, it's funny, an American being smug about fucking guns. Uh, But anyway, what the fuck was my point? Oh yeah, I always want to be a garbage man, so I really love that uh, at least once a week I get to come to the garbage or the fucking scrap. The scrap's a fucking good time too, because you get to just launch these fucking uh, appliances off the back of the fucking truck. Like really launch them, especially refrigerators, because they're on wheels. And you just send them fucking flying. And it's great, you know, I love coming in here. I love just launching fucking garbage. I love not being fucking careful. I, Cause like I, I've been moving furniture my whole fucking life, you know, on and off here or there, whatever. I lift heavy shit every single day, no matter what, no matter what, even if it just lifted my fat ass up to go take a fucking shit, it's still heavy lifting. <laughs> I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I don't, uh, you know, I might carry it well, but it's there. So I think that's, uh, I should get some fucking points for that. But anyway, to just, it's such a cathartic experience to just throw shit away, just launch this fucking shit into the abyss. Even sorting the garbage and fucking sorting it all out, it's just, oh, or like, you know, you're like Jimmy Witcher from uh, King of the Hill. Just make make them pop, make them smash. They smash real good. <laughs> I work at the car race where the cars race. I can't even do that voice right now. Also, I don't want to be really too loud. This is a very peaceful, happy environment environment for me. And you know what's in the very center of the environment? Ron. Okay, I'm gonna leave you with that. Okay, that's not a pun. That's just reality. It's like I call Toronto. I call it Toto because that's Toronto without the Ron. Okay. I was trying to do like a Judah liner voice. If you guys haven't seen that fucking thing, I absolutely love it. Where he's just fucking roasting his audience the whole time. He's basically, he's just talking shit about America, but he's doing it in a way that he's like, We're better than the rest of the world. We have the most uh, gun murders because our hand-eye coordination is better than yours. You guys can't shoot. Your aim is terrible. I don't know. I'm not doing a good job, but guys give that a watch. I, uh, I, I try my best, but that guy's just a fucking natural. You've, and that's another guy you've seen so many fucking things. He's just the weird-looking fucking, like, fat dude with big poofy hair, big glasses. You know, he was in uh, Meet the Parents, where he's like, uh, do you have any fucking uh, <laughs> any better wine? He's like, we got malls. He's like, do you have anything better? He's like, anything more expensive? You could buy a whole bunch of it, like... <laughs> you could buy a whole bunch of malms. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, anyway, I'm glad I finally finished that goddamn story. I might come back after this dump run, but, uh if not, I love you, signing off, I think this is part three, so that's, uh, that's more than enough for one episode, all right, so take this episode, shove it up your fucking ass, I love you, bye-bye, 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 I like ending it like a phone call, okay, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, all right, bye-bye, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay, Uh uh-huh, is this still funny, it's not even funny to me, I don't know why I'm still doing it, I just, uh, anyway, all right, done, (music) Thank <music> you.